Hello everybody, this is Captain Cats, and welcome to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots, where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time, and here with me, of course, is We Are Cats. Yo-ho! Okay, so, um, sorry about the last week, uh, we've been busy, uh, we'll tell you why in a bit, but, um, we'll just break it down to you. Money in the Bank wasn't that bad, wasn't that great, um, pretty much it was a good, uh, B show, B plus, in my, in, in, in my case, and, um... The two the New Japan New Year shows solid A's and B's all around. Um, Eddie Kingston is the new um, I think either the strong or the neverweight open champion. Congratulations to Eddie, he deserves it. I hope he I hope he gets a good run in the G one this year. Um and speaking of which uh, not next week, but the week after that, we'll catch up on the G1 and let you guys know what's going on. Mm. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Okay. So, uh, two things we're going to be talking about today uh, before we make our little announcement. Um, we're going to talk about the first half of the Season 4 of Dark Side of the Ring. What we think about it so far, what, what we like, what we didn't like, and... Um, Tell you what's left in the tank and see where we we'll go from there. Okay, so first and foremost, what were the four episodes that they already showed? What were the episodes that they already showed so far? Uh, so so far it was uh, um, Chris and Tammy, which is uh, uh, Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch, who is famously known as Sunny Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shattered, the Magnum TA story, starring Magnum TA. Uh, Breaking the Cycle, the Graham Dynasty. So this is about Eddie Graham and Mike Graham. Uh, what happened to Doink the Clown? And we're talking about the original Doink the Clown, played by Matt Bourne. And uh, for the break, uh, it, it, it ends with uh, the half ends with uh, the Junkyard Dog, starring the Junkyard Dog. Yeah. So we're gonna... and uh, and um, um, uh, uh, July eleventh. Uh, we'll continue. They'll continue the other half of the uh, uh, of this of the series, starting with uh, the tragic fall of Adrian Adonis. Mm-hmm. So that's July eleventh. That's a recording uh, Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. Yes. So uh, read off what's next after uh, Adonis. So after uh, Adonis, it's the infamous bash at the beach two thousand. Is um. And it's about the back, backstage dispute between Vince Russo and Hulk Hogan at Bash of the Beach 2000, which which would lead to like it being the the suckiest pay per view or, or or show in the WCW, and also the last nail in the coffin for WCW. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Abdullah the Butcher, Legacy of Blood, starring Abdullah the Butcher. This one would probably be this one. I think would probably be the hap, the so called happiest of all of the Dark Side of the Rings. I don't know. We'll wait and see on that one. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, The Beast from the East, starring Bam Bam Bigelow. And this one, which will probably make everyone go, holy crap. The World, according to Marty Jannetty, starring Marty Jannetty. That one's going to deserve its own podcast episode. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So we'll just wait until that. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna talk about what we like and what we didn't like from the uh, from the first half of the season of Dark Side of the Ring, 
and then we'll pick which one we like so far. So first and foremost, start with the first one. Chris and Tammy. Yeah. Um, this one kind of hurt. Well, it, it hurt. It hurt everyone involved. It yeah, it did. Um, what what I liked was you got to see Chris's family talk. Um, and how much everybody loved him. A lot of people, a lot of wrestlers that was on there loved him. Um, Corny was there. and and I mean, he first premiered in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yeah. Gave him his start. Saw this, you know, he saw potential in him. Saw potential. Did great. And I think this one hurt Corny the most because... You know, you I, saw him when he when he he was the first the guy to you know he was one of the um well Chris Gandito first got his start with Smoky Mountain and and uh, Corny mm-hmm. and um you know to see him go and uh, I think he was there while he was in TNA at, at yeah, the time yeah 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 so it's kind of like the beginning to the end right and Jim Cornette was there to see that happen and 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 it, and it just broke his heart yeah he wanted to cry and just just got up he and, was crying yeah but like you know. You didn't want to break down crying, like, you know. Well, it wasn't just him. I mean, the one that was hurt really the most was Lance Storm. Yeah. He, he I think after you see him trying back, trying real hard not to just break down and fall to death. Yeah, but that was the last segment. That was the last time you would probably see Lance Storm in that in that episode. Mm-hmm. Because he just he just couldn't go on. I don't blame him because we've got to remember too. They both they wrestled together. Um, when, Smoky Mountain, not in Smoky Mountain, but also in ECW. Yeah, this was after he had a stint with WWE, and like pfft, they didn't really use him well because he had he had you know he had some good ideas. Vince obviously didn't like it, of course, and he was going down. But then he went to ECW, and hey, he was loved. He, yeah, and he rebuilt himself there, and then and all and and, and um, but then I, didn't he go back to WWE? No, 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 no. He, from there, I think he went to... He was going to, but then he went to TNA. Oh, yeah. That's because uh, WWE uh, introduced him to the so-called lifestyle. Right. And um, and, 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 well, he was, the, the, and he was one of the few wrestlers that actually, you know, he was down on the count with the, with the, the addiction situation and mm-hmm. also with Tammy Sitch and another, you know, another reason to get pissed off at Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he was down for the count, but then one, two, he was one of the few wrestlers that kicked up from that habit and built himself back up. Yeah. That last part, the last, like, like the last 20 minutes of that episode just killed me. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was like, it was like no one about, you know, Sam Kinison's death again, right there. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the drugs and all that stuff in Kinison's uh, case. It was him crossing crossing the road and getting hit by a car, and with and with Chris Candido, it's similar except all he had was in that TNA show episode, you know, he just broke his ankle because of the cameraman, Ooh. and then that broken ankle, he developed a a a, a, a small little infection that reached up to his uh, uh, heart and lungs and got him, and, and that's just well, like well no yeah but not not just that it was just what hurt too was like. That was the last promo he had. He was going to take some time off. He was going to heal up. And he was going to try to win the TNA Championship. But 
Uh, for those of you who are not sports experts or maybe sports experts or whatever. Or medical. Or me- well, Especially no, no, no. medical. Spe- medical. The medical people know this. That's why you're supposed to listen to them when the doctors tell you if you're healing up, never go on airplane rides. Mm-hmm. Because the air pressure up there is different. It, uh, forgive my language. But it's, you don't know it, but it fucks with your body somehow. You know, and your body's trying to, uh, you know, adjust to adjust it. To it. And, and, and sometimes things like that actually happen. You might have something stupid, something small, you know, maybe in your foot or your pinky or something. And then it turns into death simply because you took a plane ride. Yep. So if you're, if you're, if you are recovering, you know, from hurt or, or from a hospital or surgery or what have you, never go on a plane ride until you're absolutely cleared. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one, this one hurt. This one hurt because like I saw Chris Candido. I saw Chris Candido's run in ECW and then and WC and then TNA. And uh, when I heard he died, I was like, "No way!" And then I went when later down the road, when the internet, you know, was a lot more accessible and YouTube and all that stuff and everything like that. Went back and looked at his stuff at Smoky Mountain and everything. The potential was there. Yeah, here, here's his cause of death. Acute pneumonia brought on by surgery. Yeah. So this is the kind of pneumonia you get, you know, when you're on a plane ride. And um, from one little infection, it develops very quickly. Yeah. Like, bam! Except it reached his heart and lungs. Yeah. So, but yeah, this one, yeah. So, you know, the good out of this episode was we got to see a real personal in-depth look, though. Who Chris Candido was, and 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 I and as I mentioned when we we talked about this episode before, was him creating the uh, um, the honorable path, horses honoris, like yes. the Romans mm-hmm. did, on what to do if you're if you're booted out from uh, uh, like a major corporation like WWE. Yeah, and what did he do? He went to the he went to the uh, um, he went to the Indies. He worked his ass off in the Indies. Then he came back with ECW. And then when that went other, he went to TNA because he kept on doing that. And everybody still... And to this day, that is the... Uh, um, the Appian Way of sorts. Yeah. You know, like the Romans, that they, that's, the road still existed to this day. He left... He, he paved that road. All by himself. Yeah. And that is a model that uh, most wrestlers are... You know, to this day, you know, if you're... You know, if you're going to start off, you know, and if you want to head to, like, the big wrestling corporation of your dreams, you know, there's the Appian Way. Take the route. Go go to the Indies. Get yeah. known. Chris Candido did that. Yeah, he paved the way for everyone else to, for every, for this generation of wrestlers, I think. He paved the way to, if you want to make it to the major leagues, this is the way you have to go. So, yeah. And then the second episode. Uh, the... Sh- Oh, the Magnum TA story. Yeah. Um, I didn't know a lot about Magnum TA. Like, how the whole... In- like, I knew he was in the car accident. I just didn't know how bad it was. You know? And um, a real a real eye-opener. And still to this day, one of the biggest what-ifs in wrestling. You know? Yeah. Like... He was just a regular ass, uh, what? Um, he was just a bouncer. B- bouncer, but he was a pretty big dude. 
And fortunately for him, you know, some of the rest of the, some of the boys of wrestling, you know, take their times hitting on girls, doing girls and all that stuff. And then, then they notice him and like, hey, you know, how, how, how about making, making the big bucks? Come with us. Yeah. You know, we, it was like a racks of riches stories and rags again. But, you know, um, it was interesting how all that happened before and after the accident. And, um, you know, it's good to see that, uh, you know, he's still around. He's still alive. He's doing good, you know. But it just, it was just very surprising, you know. It was just very, very Yeah, he was, he was really doing really good until October 14th, 1986. Yeah. And then that was the accident. And He had lot. his Porsche and uh, he had to drive in the rain. And back in those days in... Um, Sardis Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. There was yeah. there was barely nothing. Yeah, and the hard thing too was like you know even after the incident and everything, and the boys wanted to go see him in the hospital. You know, keeping kayfabe alive. So and they that couldn't, was hard, very hard. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't. It really, it pained everybody that they couldn't go to visit him. Yeah, they were, yeah, and you know, I don't know that. Yeah, that was just pretty bad. And then um, moving on to the next one. Was the uh... oh, but the thing was, um, uh, hold on, we're not done yet. Well, with this, um, so his C four and C five vertebrae exploded, <coughs> right? And they they simply said, you know what, um, it would he's not going to walk again. Oh yeah, he proved everybody. He wrong. proved everybody wrong after yeah. year, years of hard work, and uh, yeah, he's not wrestling anymore. You know, well since then, re- yeah, he had to retire and like. Literally, but he also kind of changed the business in a way, like you know his arch nemesis, uh, um, Koloff. Yeah, um, Dusty Rhodes uh, pretty much turned him heel, and uh, that's when um, you know when Koloff won it for, uh, yeah. and then he's like, you know, I, uh, when you get better, I want to see you. You know, I'm gonna give this back to you. Was that in the hospital or secretly or? No, 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 no. That was uh, no, that was a uh, flare. Okay, so it goes. It goes like this: Before the accident, they already were they were they were going to put the NWA on, um, um, on Magnus, on TA. But the accident happened, so Flair secretly went with him, him and the Four Horsemen. You know, he gave him a, a replica of the belt and told him, "Once he gets better, you know, whenever you're ready, whenever you're better, you know, call it, you know." And then what happened with Nikolai was. This was the first time we actually saw a heel turn babyface live in front of everybody. Everybody hated him at first, but then the accident and then that, you know, I cry for Magna TA and that whole thing when he won the title. And there was a Magna TA in the audience. He just just there, full blown babyface turn. Everybody, it was like, it's one of those one in a million shots that. If if you could do it naturally like that, it will work. Not like um, I'm just gonna say, it. not like how WWE was trying to do with Roman Reigns, stuffing him down our throats all those years before he turned heel, which was I think was 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 a smart thing they did. Yeah, but the emotions were real. Yes, they were, they were way too. Real. Yeah, see, that's the thing. People didn't realize that, that. Yeah, he he was crying his heart out. Yeah, at that moment. No, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's a natural way of doing it, and then there's the forced way to do it. You know, natural way will always win all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So the next episode was um, was, was a Dunk the Clown, right? Uh, hold on, let me get that. I yeah. think it was. 
Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. No, Breaking oh. the Cycle. Uh, oh, yeah. Eddie yeah. Graham and Mike Graham. Very interesting. Um, That was a very interesting story. Very interesting family. I would have to say, um, you know, no disrespect to them. I, th I think this was the least impactful. Simply because... Um, they were before our time, you know, but I do respect them because I, I do respect that what they brought to the business, you know, what they did for the business, you know, for better or for worse. But um, I think that was just, I think this was one of those episodes I can say, like, you know, it was my least favorite but I have a legit reason. It's not like, ah, I hate the dude. No, it's just, it was a time before my time. And, you know, as a person who loves history, I thought it was interesting, fascinating. But, you know, the politics, comparing to now, back then for wrestling, mm -hmm. little bit too, you know? But it is what it is. You know, what happened, happened. So, yeah. And then up next, what do we got? What happened to Doink the Clown? The real Doink the Clown. Matt Bourne's. Yeah, original. that one just... Man. This one had Mick Foley. Um, Mick Foley, Jake the Snake. They really cared about this guy. You know, a lot of people cared about it. His daughter talked. His wife talked. Ex-wife. Um, a little bit of controversy at the end. Yeah, with his uh, supposed girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to dive into that, but... um, What was the one thing that you would say was something very interesting about this episode of Doink? Well, um, WWF cheated him out. I mean, yeah, he had issues, but um, what sucked was, you know, Doink, you know, Matt Bourne could have, you know, kept the Doink figure for himself. And, uh, uh, you know, they were like, oh, well, we just put on someone else. And people didn't know the difference. And that's, but everybody. Yeah, it wasn't until years later that they were like, oh, yeah, did you should have realized that this isn't the Doink the Clown that we love. The crazy, off-hinge, but fun Doink the Clown. Right. Like I that like I said like that Doink the Clown Matt Bourne's Doink the Clown I love the most because, you know you didn't know what to expect that was like the closest thing wrestling got to the Joker, until Sting Joker but um but that's a different Sting that's a different Joker, um this one yeah this was the closest thing wrestling would have got to like the Joker, you mm -hmm. know and um. Yeah, it was it was horrible how the way they did him dirty. You know? well, yeah, and then uh then, then then the controversy in the end and like oof. Yeah. The thing that I was surprised too was when he went to ECW and how everybody bulled, booed him because, you know, oh yeah, he was from WWE. Yeah, you got you got to remember at the time 
you know, this was the 90s. ECW was its own thing. It was the alternative compared to WWE and, uh, and um, WCW at the time. But he did the one thing that I think no one didn't expect to, to, to happen. He mm. won the crowd over. He got their respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you ever do get a chance, uh, find his match in ECW. And then I think he did a promo. He cut something. I think he cut a promo mm. or something. I can't remember. Um, if he did, watch it. It, 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 it good it was good you know but it's just you know just sad mm. you know and um before the break um they showcased uh, the junkyard dog i think this one beats out um candido as barely beats it out of like that one that got to me mm. because look how he was at, at you know he was also he was at Crockett look how popular he was back then mm. I don't know how the hell the WWE WWF well now I'll say it WWF how they dropped the ball on him like seriously, they dropped the ball on him. And it wasn't Vince. Vince Senior actually saw greatness in him. Yeah, it was Junior that didn't. And not just that, but also too. Um. This, if they, if they could have had the money to pony up, like how WWE. Well, WWF ponied up for Junkyard, for, for Junkyard Dog. I think Crockett would have still been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you got to remember, well, and, and unfortunately on the downside, you know, the way that, you know, these wrestlers would, you know, take care of the pain and stuff that they would have to work hard on the wrestling was just simply marijuana. Because remember, it, mm-hmm. it was... Uh, Oh, I forgot what was his that wrestler's name. Uh, Bull or something. I I can't remember. Right. But anyways, he is the one who came out with a big old jar full of uh, meth or speed or something, and right. and introduced it to Junkyard and uh, yeah, that, yeah, that just that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. That one hurt a lot because I love the Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog was awesome. He was a great wrestler, really underrated, mm. brilliant. Um, yeah, he's on. He's like he's on that same level as like Mister Perfect, you know, like one of the best underrated wrestlers in that era. Oh yeah. I don't even know if the Junkyard Dog won the title or not in WWE. I'm trying to remember. No, they wouldn't give it to him. They wouldn't? Yeah, okay, yeah. They didn't. They didn't, yeah. And the sucky part is that he had natural charisma. Mm-hmm. Like some, Mr. Some, Perfect, like Kurt Haney. Like Kurt Haney. Yeah, natural charisma. Like, you know, he, he showed up with, you know, with, uh, uh, with a, you know, with an infectious smile. And, you know, he did the work and all that stuff. And, yeah. 
he made the fans all love him and stuff, and no, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. And he... WWE and Vince took well, Vince Junior took that away from him. Yep. Now, yeah, turned him into a jobber. Yeah. And the, and and, and uh, you know he got introduced into that lifestyle with the with the drugs and the hard kind and stuff. Yeah, but and especially when he was kind of going up on. You know, he was about to kind of resurge again, mm-hmm. but he he thought of family first, and he, he it was unsafe unsafe driving for him. You know, yeah. especially when the body, you know, either either the body tells you or the way he, he drove. I think it was like a few hours from his home in Mississippi to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It was like a nine hour drive. Yeah, he he went nine hours straight. No rest. No, no rest. And I don't know if it's coming from wrestling or doing some drugs. Going to his his daughter's uh, uh, graduation, and then saying, you know, I'll, I'll just head back home. Wait, you're gonna rest? No, I, I gotta go. So in the middle of his drive, that's when his body said, "No, you're gonna shut down." And unfortunately, it was while he was driving, and that's what led to his death. That horrible car crash. Yeah. And what sucked even more was that his even his daughter died. Yeah, a few. I don't know if a few years after that, but only because of a genetic condition. Her heart literally grew bigger and bigger, and it exploded. And that's just sad. It's just sad. He, and I was gonna. I was gonna say too. I was like, yeah, since Junkyard Dog didn't win a title, it would be like him and Mister Perfect would be like the two greatest wrestlers that did not win any titles. In WWE, in their runs in WWE. No, he won the Intercontinental, Mr. Perfect. No, not Inter. No, no, no. Oh, oh I mean heavyweight champion. Heavyweight champion, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he won the IC belt when it was prestigious at the time. But um, yeah, never, but never to be champion, like you know, heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so far this year, um, this this half of uh, Dark Side of the Ring is good. The, so far, the two best like I, the best episodes right now are the Chris Candido, um, the Doink and the Junkyard Dog. Um, the interesting one was be the Magnus TA and um, the good bunny would be the uh, Grams. So mm. yeah, um, moving right along. Um, we're already in July, so let's look back at wrestling so far. Um, I'll make this quick and easy because, um, I think a lot of us would agree on this. Okay. So WWE, I'll give them a B and here's why I'm giving them a B. They, they're starting to understand what booking is. But then they don't. There's certain people that they're booking right, and I mean right. Good example, Gunther. I hopefully this is going to happen next the, the the this half of the the other half of the year. Mm. Beats Honky Tonk, the Honky Tonk record. Yeah. Drops the belt. Guns for the guns for the uh, one or the other of the heavyweight champions. Make him heavyweight champ. Mm. And make him have a lengthy reign. Um, so right now, like, hit 
he he's he put prestige back into the icy belt. Mm-hmm. He's actually making the icy belt a legit belt again. Okay. Um the Usos uh the whole bloodline storyline is actually really good. It took a while for it to get going, but it is good. You know, um The whole thing with Cody, the whole thing with Sami Zayn. Um, looking at it now, Sami Zayn, I can understand. Cody, I don't get it. They, I, I think they're trying to find an exit strategy for the blood, the, for the blood. Uh, <sighs> that whole thing with Roman Reigns and his family, I think they're they're trying to find an exit strategy. But um. Cody, I I guess they put him in the mid tier again, which is sad. So, um, hopefully he can get out of the mid tier purgatory soon. Um, but we don't know. The women's division has been pretty good, uh, on and off good. Um, I'm happy that uh, EO Sky won Money in the Bank. Um, let's just hope that. They give her a good title reign. Um, you know, still no word on Big E. If he's able to be, if he, if, you know, if he's able to wrestle her again or not. So, just gotta wait and see. But other than that, and also, you know, Vince being Vince and going back to screwing over scripts on Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting a B. You know. WWE's getting a B so far this year. They got some. They actually got some good storytelling. They actually have good stories. They're just not executed that well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, AEW. Um, a minus. I think A minus B plus. Um, the whole thing with CM Punk. You know, will he? Won't he? Will he? Won't he? Yeah. A lot of the, you know, uh, backstage shenanigans and stuff like that uh, kind of really hurt it mm-hmm. for a little bit, for a while. You, you can still feel it, you know. Um, Orange Cassidy being the workhorse, surprisingly. he may, He's making their icy belt, like, a legitimate belt. Even to the point where it's actually rivaling... Gunther's run and saying, okay, who has the better title reign so far? Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the whole thing with the Elite and uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, really great. Uh, the women's division still needs some work, but uh, with Tony Storm right now being the current uh, champion, doing great. Um, Jamie Hayter, out of injury, I hope she comes back for All In. All In, a major win for wrestling. And it's not even... They haven't even announced a, a match for it yet. Um, Not only that too, but also with uh, Forbidden Door 2 just being a hell of a... Hell of a show. It's like right now the show of the year so far. Mm. You know. And they had like... Maybe quite possibly... The match of the year contender. 
that uh, with uh, Omega and Osprey two mm-hmm. actually doing better than Omega and Osprey one yeah. at uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. So you know, so yeah. So overall, it's like an A minus B plus for uh, AEW. Um, New Japan. A B as well. I, I would say I would say a B plus, B B plus. Um, the reason why I'm giving it to the, that is because what they're doing with the with Bullet Club and a lot of the veterans, they're shuffling them out in a positive mm-hmm. way. That now you know, um. They're mixing it up in a good way, experimenting, see what fits, what doesn't fit, and everything like that. And you know what? Um, I think that's smart. I think that's interesting. And then what they're doing here in the United States with Strong, which has actually been really good. Um, they're, I, they're getting a, a piece of the pie here in the United States. It's not a big piece, but they're getting a piece. And it could build up for more. Yes. If, if, if done right. Um, same thing with ROH. They get a B as well. Um, they're finding their footing. The only negative thing I would have to say about ROH. It's not on TV. That's I think that's the biggest thing that's holding it back. They either... They get a streaming deal or a television deal. Or if they can, AEW does its own streaming service and just throw an ROH in there. Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, come back. Come back to San Diego. ROH, AEW, please. Yeah. Get more exposure. Yeah. Um, going down to Mexico, CMLL, AAA, um, I'm just going to clump them together. Um, B plus. Yeah. Uh, CML, they just finished their, uh, Fantastica Mania thing. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, they usually go to Japan and the, Me- and the Mexican wrestlers go over there and wow the crowds. This time it's, uh, some of the Japanese talent that, that went to Mexico. Most notably, obviously, um, Los Ingobernables de Apon. Right. And in some of the shows in Mexico, they went against their uh, uh, family compatriots, the original Los Ingobernables. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, right now, Mexico's been doing good. CMLO has been doing good. Uh, AAA has been doing really good. Uh, especially Hijo de Vikingo right now. Oh. He's like, oh, man. Better get wrestler of the year. <laughs> he better be in the top. Like he's be- he's better be wrestler of the year at least, or nominated or something, or lucha lucha lord of the year. Guy guy's just pulling out all the stops. And then uh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say this right now. A lot of you who who say oh I've always loved him, bullshit. You guys never even heard of him until you saw that match with him and Kenny Omega. Yeah, and word of advice, uh, you know, these Mexican uh, 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 wrestlers, you know, or, or the organizations, they have their own YouTube channels, especially when it comes to press conferences. Yeah, like, watch it, like, uh, and, like, 
you know, and I've been seeing on social media too when they talked about, oh, Hijo de Vikingo, you know, dream match. Hijo de Vikingo's putting his title on the line against Omega. All of you are just like, who the hell is this guy? Who the hell is this guy? Never heard of him. Is he any good? Hey, <laughs> sure proved you guys wrong. Not only that, that was a five star match. On free television. He gave the pay-per-view quality match on free TV. Sheesh. And then on top of that too, you know, um, when they got, when they signed Commander, you guys were like, well, who the hell's Commander? Well, what is he going to do? Look at him fly. Boy, he can fly. You know? Just walking the ropes and then just flipping, flying in the air like a bird. Yeah, you guys are really sleeping on. You guys are really, really sleeping on, 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 on Lucha Libre. Like seriously, you know. And, mm-hmm. not, and not not just that. Here, I'll I'll even do this. Okay, Stardom. Stardom is getting an A. Why? Always been consistent. They've always been consistent. One of the best women's wrestling uh, right now in the world. Yeah, and if they're not consistent, that's only because they up the ante. Like I was telling you, you know, that a few weeks ago, like, oh shit, they had a cage match, and oh my god, yeah. If you guys did not watch that cage match, go watch that cage match. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. They've always, they always like, you know. They're just like, okay, we we just we just done this. Okay, how are we gonna outdo ourselves? <sighs> let's just do it like this. Okay, fine, let's go. You know? Um Impact Wrestling, they're getting a B plus. No, I would say B, no. They they're getting a B B minus. Um little hiccups here and there, but they've been good. Overall wrestling this this so far this year has been a solid B. Um, and I think that's fine. It just it's justified. You know the indies are are doing great as well. Um, one of the biggest pay per views is going to happen in next month with All In in Wembley, and um, yeah, Wembley's a big stadium, huge stadium, a legendary stadium. It's like a holy ground when it comes to football. Mm-hmm. Um, not just like. I'll 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 say it like this, you know, like you know how like you know the seven wonders in the world, the eight wonders in the world, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it comes to holy grounds of of football or soccer here in the United States, Wembley's one of those seven. It's it's something about that stadium. It just and the ground and the feel and everything is just it's magical, you know. You know, like you have like Wembley, then you have La Azteca, uh-huh. and then you have like down in down in Brazil. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, they changed it now to the uh, Estadio Pele. Uh-huh. And then um, go down to Argentina. You could pick either or the Boca Juniors or River Plate one, but I'd go with the Boca Juniors one. You know. You go to you, you know you go back to Europe and then you know besides Wembley what do you have? Oh well, you know you have the uh, the uh, Bayern Munich, 
their mm-hmm. stadium. Or, you know, go over to um, Dortmund. Hell, you can even go to Iceland. They only have one big one. But, man, spooky as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see that one. Um, and it's more even crazier, too, because, like, after that one, then they're, they're still going to be doing another pay-per-view next week after that mm-hmm. show. So, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, so... Yeah. All right. So that's it for this week. Um, just to let you guys know, quick little update. Uh, we're not going to be recording next week because we're going to be going to the San Diego Comic-Con International. Uh, we may or may not bump into some wrestlers, some indie wrestlers or some famous wrestlers. We never know. If we do, we'll try to get an interview with them and everything like that. If not, if we're not back next week, we'll be back the week after that with more wrestling news and whatnot and if we do have interviews or something like that with uh wrestlers here and there um at comic-con we'll let you know mm-hmm. okay all right so until then uh, on behalf of we are cats i am captain cats hope you guys have a wonderful time have a wonderful week and we'll be back in an, a week or two until then take care yo